When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Tom and Bach coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. Hey, what day is it? Uh, to my knowledge, Wednesday. Well, we're happier than a camel on Wednesday, baby. Jake Bakoven. Coach told me when we're in Rome, we do as Romans. And when we're in Italy, we do as Italians. So, Italians, they eat pizza after the game. Tom and Buck starts now. Hour number three of Tom and Buck. I'm Tom Stevens. He's Jake Bachhoven. You had the same thought about Tom Deanhart when he kind of interviewed us in the middle he of the interview. He turned it around. He kind of turned it around on us, and I understand why. Uh, he writes for goldenblack.com for Purdue football. I think he was trying to get a gauge of where Scott Frost stands with Husker Nation. And when I suggested that, as of now, I don't think that Scott Frost is really on the hot, hot seat, you could sense a surprise there for, for Tom Deanhart. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, those outside of Husker Nation kind of feel the same way. It's been four years. What are you guys waiting for? Uh, it, it's 15 and 25. Uh, the league record is horrible. Um, heck, Texas Tech just fired their guy, Matt Wells. Yeah. Um, why are you being so patient? And if you were to try to answer that question, why is Nebraska being so patient, or at least perceptually, uh, with their football program right now? I, I mean, I guess because they're close and because, you know, Scott Frost, I've always said this, Scott Frost, as bringing in his resume, had some of the best yeah. promise that Nebraska was ever going to get out of a candidate in their hiring pool. Um, you know, there's just not a whole lot of coaches walking around with undefeated seasons, regardless right. of what level of FBS football they're playing at. So, um, you know, I think there was that, the idea that he's a young coach and maybe was going to have a learning curve. But it is understandable for the national audience to say, what is what is the patience? What are you waiting for? Year four, you know, 15 and 25, 10 right. and 21 in the conference play. By the way, Nebraska, we talk about having to, have, having to finish uh, to win two games just to get to five and seven, yeah. which uh, I guess would probably right. make him somewhat safe. Um, he needs to do that. He, he wasn't needs to win two games to not have his worst conference record as well. They're one and four in the conference right yeah. now. Uh, of course, his worst conference record is three and five. He's been three and six, three and six, three and five. That's not going to get it done, uh, as we all know. It's just a hard. It's hard to answer because I understand the national audience just looks at the resume and goes, "That's ugly. It's yeah. not getting better." What was it? Where's the patience? Yeah, and, and but you're talking about a family member. Uh, it's like firing. <laughs> what do you do when your comp, you know, company's going to hell and it's your son running the business? Do you fire him? 
uh, maybe you give him one, you know, one more try. Yeah. Uh, and, or you, you tell him, you know, it's the people you're surrounding yourself with, son. Uh, you need to change this company from the inside <laughs> out. And I'm going to help you get there. Yeah. And that's what feel, you know, because I'm the dad who built this business, whether it's Tom Osborne and Trev Alberts was certainly a part of the foundation of building that business. Uh, and he would like to see it done with, you know, a relative. And that's what that's what uh, Scott Frost is. He's a relative. He's a guy that you give a longer leash that we thought was going to get a longer leash anyway. Seven years. Uh, that, I mean, that's that's what we were talking about because this thing is such a mess, whether you believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, about the Mike Riley culture, he was going to get a seven-year runway. Um, and you say that, and then you know, four years in, you're thinking, wait a minute, we got three more years on the seven-year runway. What are you talking about? At least that's a perception from outside. Uh, like you, you got to be ready to pull the plug on this thing. But I think what is thought on the outside isn't close to being what is thought on the inside. Well, I think it's interesting too, because when you say the family member thing and the connection, I go, you know, that's ridiculous. That shouldn't be the case, but it, it's kind of the case. It's kind it, of the it, case. it seems like that's what's going on here. Um, and you know, it is, I, I said it earlier, we don't know exactly what's behind the scenes. Everybody's got their different opinions and, and Trev Alberts, you know, who knows what he's thinking. He maybe because, uh, you know, a radio program, he says he's supporting frost. You completely buy into it and don't think he's on the hot seat whatsoever. Or maybe Trev Alberts is just doing a good job of doing his job and saying what he needs to say. Um, and it's just like, you know, what we call coach speech or, you know, whatever you need, you know, the AD speech in this case, where we're going to evaluate it at the end of the season. Um, and he's not telling you that if I evaluated it right now and the season ended right um, now, I wouldn't be too happy. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see how this thing plays out. And I think that's the ultimate, you know, the ultimate question and the ultimate decider will be yeah. these final four weeks and in, in, final four games, I should say, in these final five weeks and. You know, can you win two of them? Can you show you're heading in the right direction? And for a lot of the fan base, five and seven is not going to be good enough because um, they set their goal at a bowl game or bust at the beginning of um, the year. But it only matters to, to uh, you know, what the athletic department thinks. And right now, I think if they um, if in just the read that I'm getting, the feeling that I'm getting is that if they can get to five and seven and show improvement in these last couple of weeks and winning some games, because you're going to have to beat um, some pretty good teams to do that, um, you know, that would be enough. But it, does, it it's certainly not the feeling that I heard from everybody preseason when I was asking what needed to happen, and the minimum was a bowl game. Um, well, well, we've moved the minimum back because they were close. 464 5685 Hunt of Lincoln Hotline, Sutter Heyman Text Line. Love to hear from you on either of those. Believer says, uh, with COVID... Uh, you just have to, uh, let's see, uh, one other here. I didn't want to read that one. Scott Frost, uh, just told you the entire fan base, uh, that you're more interested in, uh, in optics than winning. I'm not sure about that. Uh, let's see. Bo Lieber with COVID, they always give Nebraska a tough schedule. He just needs time. You hear the time argument. You also hear it. This is not working. The, the schedule, uh, the, the the fact that the record is 15 and 25 uh you know the fact that you were talking about they need to win two just to match what they have done you know in the previous crappy years yeah so it's it's tough to make the argument other than if you've seen the movie you know they're always close and they probably should have won most of these games uh so if you just evaluate based on record you're you're not getting the full picture but in, at the same time, the coaching has been good enough when it really matters, so th- maybe that's how you ev- evaluate uh, these things. It's not an easy answer. If it were, if it were, then 
I would say just, you know, if you just looked at the resume and you came in from the outside and you're a consultant, you'd say, okay, time to move on. This is not working. This is year four. Uh, But it is a different discussion when you're Trev Alberts and you talk to Tom Osborne on a regular basis. And we know if we sat down and he was on this radio show where he would be, you know, going, he'd say, continue to go with where you're going. You can't keep changing coaches, Uh, even though he was part of that regime that did change coaches. Uh, it's so it's just such a complex thing, but because it is Trev Alberts, I don't think he has a lot of at this point a lot of options other than stay the course. Well, I mean, at this point in the season, I think at the end of the season he's going to have a major decision yeah. to make, and I don't think the fan base is going to yeah. be all one way with it or, or the other. Even if you do win two games again, because five and seven is not going to do enough. So unless you can completely flip the script, win three of these final four games, and then it's undoubtedly that they're moving in the right direction. But it is, it's a harder discussion to have because all these games have been close, one-loss games to, to some of the top competition in the nation, the toughest schedule. So that's, that brings a little bit of nuance to it. But again, how much of that was blown away by the Minnesota loss? Because the Illinois loss was the one that you just said, okay, you can get that one, but there's no more excuses. Do what needs to be done the rest of the, 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 the games. And if you lose to top 10 opponents by a touchdown, at least that's showing progress. But, you know, the Minnesota loss kind of just brought this this program back into the mud, and, and it showed you the record is what it is. And so, you know, you need to get out of it. The job's not done. You're, you know, there's still a lot to be done yeah. in the season. And you can take, as sad as it is, you can take huge steps this year just by beating Wisconsin. That hasn't been done in a long time. You can take a huge step just by beating Iowa. Yeah. You can go one and three in these games and accomplish something that hasn't been done for years here. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know if that's going to be enough. I mean, and it's certainly on the table. Four right. and eight is a possibility. Right. I think we all can 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 acknowledge that. And, hmm. you know, what do you do with a, a four and eight year four? Even if you, you want to be as loyal yeah. as you can be, you, you're almost lying to yourself at that point, you'd have to think. I, I don't know. I, I'm not in those rooms, so I don't get to have those discussions. Uh, I know what I would probably do right now. I would wait for the final four games. I mean, you wait for, I mean, no matter who you oh, are, yeah. you wait for the final four games to happen, and then you see how it looks. Uh, but this off the text line, Craig says, uh, coaching has not been good enough, Tom. Uh, that's the stupidest thing you've said all week, but the week is still young yet. Um, I, I, all I'm saying is we don't get to make those decisions, right? Uh, we get emotional after every loss, and I and I get angry. I was really angry after the Minnesota loss, and and fairly calm after most others, uh, but really angry after the Minnesota loss because it felt like there was a golden opportunity and you couldn't get in from the one inch line. Uh, so you know, I want after every loss, I want everybody fired. And yeah. <laughs> I want everybody fired, whether it's a Vikings game, a Celtics game, a Husker game. I want everybody fired. And then by Monday, I try to calm down and think, well, I don't get to make these decisions. What are they thinking? Yeah. And I know that, thank goodness, Trev Alberts is not thinking like I am. But he is all around people that are Frost supporters. And that's what makes it difficult for him, for him because he's an insider. It would be easier for him if he were a, a Sean Eichhorst, maybe. He could insulate himself from all of that. But he talks to all, all of the Husker Nation, um, and I, he gets good and bad. But I, I would imagine that very few inside the tight knit Husker Nation that he talks to want the head guy gone right now. Well, yeah, again, because right now it would be a, a, an awful decision. But I mean, 
you when you start to talk to people after four and eight, it might be a different conversation. Yeah. How much has that changed to five and seven? Yeah. Certainly, he's coming back at six and six. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of lot of left to be done here. But I can't imagine that everybody's happy inside the inside the um, you know the university to think that this is you know on the right path um, because that's it's just it has to be questioned right now. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and just to somebody's point off the text line, and somebody asked why is Minnesota as bad as lost as Illinois? They could win the West. I'm not saying Minnesota's as bad as a loss to Illinois. That's why that Illinois loss hurts you yeah. so much is because that was such a bad loss, and it gave you no room for, for error right. the rest of the way. And this is a team that obviously had over the, you know, <laughs> it's the culture now, um, as much as we like to yeah. believe in national championship culture and all that. Right. The culture is Nebraska, and with those players in the locker room, they don't go um, to bowl games. They don't win these close games. Yeah. They don't win big games. So, you know, you, you, they weren't going to be able to navigate this schedule um with with you know with much with that Illinois yeah. loss it just is going to stick in their side yeah. for the whole year and it do, and that doesn't allow you to slip up against a Minnesota in week 8 when you've played you know eight straight games yeah, yeah i i hope the expectations are still high i i hope they it, i think it still is for me um, but I said six and six, and I'm going to be angry. Hey, you said seven and five at the beginning of the season. Did, we we got it up there. Yeah. That's right. I did say seven <laughs> and five. You said six and six. Yeah. Uh, but it, it can I, still happen. You still have a possibility. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Could, that's right. That could happen. Uh, maybe they get well. They could win seven. They could still. Yeah, win they could seven. still win seven. They could still win possible. seven. They can't uh, lose five. Uh, maybe. Well, they've got slot five right now. Yeah, they can get to yeah. seven and five. Yeah, they could get to five, uh, seven and five. So just still, like you predicted. Yeah, uh, I, I don't feel comfortable with that with Ohio State uh, on the horizon no. next week. Uh, so I feel much more comfortable with your six and six prediction. However, I don't know how comfortable I'm comfortable with. I, I just don't feel comfortable. Uh, <laughs> yes, right now nobody's uh, very comfortable. Football. Uh, let's get to the Big Ten Blitz. Uh, let's the go Big through. Ten Blitz. There's uh, Lenny Holstein, our guy. Yeah, get away from him. Uh, now he's on the course, guitar uh, solo. Of course, the song, in case you were wondering, I, I know that song. It's Ballroom Blitz, and he did Big Ten Blitz. Oh. See? I uh, thought he just recorded the whole thing himself. No, no, no. They, uh, he stole that, basically. Oh. Uh, number 14 on my best and worst teams of the Big Ten. Uh, this is the worst team of the Big Ten. It's Rutgers. Even though they are a one-and-a-half-point favorite this week, uh against Illinois. They're at Illinois. Why are they a one and a half point favorite? I don't know, but they're three and four. So is <laughs> Illinois. Uh, they did not play last week. Their offense has not been good. Um, but for some reason, they are a favorite. Maybe they're thinking Illinois is coming off that big high and that they'll lay an egg on Saturday. Uh, number 13 on my list uh, of the best and worst of the Big Ten. This is uh, mostly the worst. Northwestern, three and four. They're 13th on my list. They are coming off that 33-7 to loss to Michigan. But that was a game at half. Michigan was only up 10-7 at half yeah. in that game. Uh, they do have Minnesota this week, and um, we'll see what happens. They usually get better under Pat Fitzgerald, and they have played better since that 56-7 to loss to Nebraska. Number 12 on my list, Indiana. At two and five, uh, they are at Maryland, where Maryland is a five and a half point favorite. They're coming off a fifty-four to seven loss to Ohio State after having a close game with uh, uh, Michigan State the week before, where they lost twenty to fifteen. They're they're not a terrible team. Uh, I know it looks that way when you play Ohio State, but everybody's getting thrashed by Ohio State right now. But they don't have a quarterback. Michael Penix is still out. 
Uh, Tuttle threw seven passes last week. Uh, they, they don't even try to throw it when he's in the game, and he's not good at it. Uh, so Indiana, uh, maybe the most disappointing team for most prognosticators uh, in the Big Ten. I have them at 12. At 11, I have Nebraska. At 3-5, and five, coming off a bye, obviously, and a 30-23 to 23 loss to Minnesota last week. They need three win to, to win three of the last four, as we just touched on, to make a bowl game unless they you know get in via the APR, but that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> uh, Frost not showing much pressure this week. I mean, at the media, he was joking around uh, with the media on Monday. It felt like he was loosey-goosey. Maybe he's got some good news uh, from the upper-ups uh, at Nebraska football. Who knows? Uh, from the Nebraska Athletic Department. They do have Purdue. Uh, 2.30 ESPN 2 this week. Number 10 on my list, Illinois at 3-5. and five. Um, They play Rutgers. Rutgers is the favorite in that game, 11 a.m. I don't think anybody's putting it on TV. Uh, Did Illinois jump five spots this week for you? Uh, they they might Pretty have. Pretty close to it, I bro. think they jumped. They jumped, Well, that's a big win. Yeah. And uh, they, maybe, they beat Nebraska. They only lost by four to Purdue. A record nine overtimes, uh, longest game in college football history, 20-18. Uh, they did it with the running game. Like you thought that Bielema was going to do all year long, 233 yards rushing from Chad uh, Chase Brown. They were good, uh, but now they'll probably come back to earth and lose to Rutgers. Again, Rutgers is the favorite. Uh, number nine on my list, I've got Maryland. Uh, four and three have not been very good coming off a thrashing by Minnesota. Minnesota ran it for over 300 yards uh, in that game. Two different guys went for 100. Minnesota's now had five different guys that have run for 100. Uh, Talia Tungaviola didn't throw a pick, but he wasn't great. Uh, 189 and one TD. Uh, that's another team. Mike Loxley, you're recruiting well. Kind of similar to Frost. Similar offense. Not getting the results, but if they get to a bowl game, I'm sure he can buy himself at least another year or two. Yeah, their schedule down the stretch isn't easy. They, like you said, they have Indiana and Rutgers, but uh, they still have Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. So they got to win two of these. They always win it's early possible. and then flop late. It's kind of yeah. what they do. Uh, they've got Indiana at 11 a.m. Uh, this week, and they are a five and a half point favorite. Uh, number eight on my list: Purdue at four and three at Nebraska this week, where Nebraska is a seven and a half point favorite. Oddly enough, uh, they're coming. Of course, they won that game with Iowa 24 to seven in domination style. And then the following week, uh, they throw four picks. Aiden O'Connell was not good in that game. Five turnovers overall. Uh, Mertz didn't even have to do anything uh, in that game. Graham Mertz threw eight times for 52 yards, but Minnesota ran it for about 300 yards in that victory. And their defense was fantastic, causing five turnovers. Number seven, I've got Wisconsin on my list. Uh, they travel to Iowa. Uh, this week they're four and three. Iowa six and one. It's an eleven a.m. game on ESPN. Of course, uh, th- they're they're coming off that thrashing of Purdue, thirty to thirteen, and uh, looking good. They're the second. Uh, they're second in the country in total defense. I mean, we talk about Iowa's defense, but Wisconsin's almost just as good as Iowa. Uh, yeah. Those are two really good defensive teams. Whoever plays better on offense should win it. And what's um, the uh, the total point spread? It's like 34 for the total score. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and that probably won't get it. It's ugly football, and so Bach will be glued to the TV. Oh, yes. Uh, Three-and-a-half-point favorite is Wisconsin in that game. And then uh, number six, I've got Minnesota. Uh, they have that bad, bad loss to Bowling Green. Other than that, they've just lost to Ohio State. Uh, they are 5-2, and two, coming off a big thrashing of Maryland last week, 34-13. to 13. As I mentioned, two different guys, uh, Kai Thomas and Marquise Irving, both ran for over 100. 
They know who they are. They've got a really good offensive line. Falele might be a top 20 pick of the NFL draft. Uh, and they're going to win. They're, they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite um, this week in that game as well. So uh, they are uh, – where is Minnesota playing this week? Uh, I'll, I'll look at that. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. I don't know. Uh, sure. um, Penn State at number five, uh, five and two at Ohio State this week. Penn State 20th, of course. Uh, they uh, are playing at Ohio State in Columbus. 18-and-a-half points. Uh, is Ohio State favored by in this game? 6.30 on ESPN, or ABC, I should say, coming off uh, that nine-overtime loss to on Saturday to Illinois. They are saying that Sean Clifford is healthy uh, this week, but Ohio State is going to dominate them, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, they, they're they falling pretty fast from the rankings. They're always a team I couldn't quite get a read on because they didn't look very good. They had trouble in the running game, um, but they were just getting getting the wins, so you couldn't keep them out of the top 10 and, and high in the Big Ten rankings. But, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I think that they, they've got a lot of uh, the meat left of their schedule still to come. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up with three or four losses. Uh, so there you go. Uh, number four on my list. I have Iowa, uh, the number nine team in the country, coming off a bye. They are 6-1. and one. They're at Wisconsin, 11 a.m. game on ESPN. Uh, they looked horrible against Purdue, but you would expect that defense to bounce back this week. Iowa's probably got a little more defense than Wisconsin. That's all I'm thinking. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be fascinating. I said this earlier. It's uh, the reason I'm leaning Wisconsin is because Iowa is the 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 leader in the Big Ten in turnover margin, and Wisconsin is the worst team in the Big Ten in turnover margin. And those low scoring type of games, of course, that can make a big yeah. difference. So I'm leaning Hawkeyes. Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, I think I like Iowa right now. I'm going to wait until Friday though to spring it on you. Uh, number three. <laughs> Uh, got Michigan State coming off a bye. They're uh, playing Michigan this week. Michigan is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Michigan State's at home, 11-and-a-half-point favorite uh, for Michigan, though, 11 a.m. on Fox. Uh, Michigan and Michigan State seem like similar teams. Both want to run the football. Both have quarterbacks that aren't dynamic but don't make a lot of mistakes. What do you think? Yeah, that's, that game's going to be fun. I, it's one of my favorite rivalries in, in the sport. Um, um, but it, it is, I mean, you're, like, you're right. I mean, they have similar approaches. It's hard to really prognosticate how that's going to work out. Um, but it, it's it's going to be fun. And then the winner of that, obviously, is is right behind Ohio State. And, and in fact, undefeated. They'll be, um, you know, as far as uh, they probably still be ranked behind Ohio State, to be honest, just because they look so good. But still uh, in the driver's seat, Ohio State, of course, also undefeated in Big Ten play. So they'd still be tied for first in the East. But uh, I don't know. I, I'll wait for Friday because I haven't made up my mind of which way I'm leaning on that one. Uh, at number two in the league, I debated this a little bit between Michigan and Michigan State, but I do have Michigan at uh, 7-0 and at number two. They are a four-and-a-half-point favorite this week. They know who they are. They've gotten back to the basics. And I think there might be about to think about a change at quarterback with J.J. McCarthy, the five-star. Uh, he's more dynamic. And once he takes over and gets comfortable at quarterback, they might, Michigan might have something, uh, have something really good, as a matter of fact. By the way, Minnesota is at Northwestern this week, and they will dominate right. those guys. Uh, number one on my list, Ohio State, 6-1. and one. Uh, versus Penn State at home, number 20, 18-and-a-half. Uh, they've scored 54 plus points in the last four games straight. C.J. Stroud is definitely in the Heisman conversation, and uh, I, I don't see them doing anything but dominate this weekend. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'm more interested in when they play Michigan and Michigan State. I think those teams are, are for real. I mean, those are real top ten teams. I think people have doubted Michigan State to this point, but I, I think that's the tough, you know, kind of tough, grinded out type of team um, that could give uh, Ohio State a game. So, I mean, I, I like your top three, and I think that it'll stick that way regardless of what happens at Michigan, Michigan State. And like you said, I think Ohio State will have no problem with Penn State. Okay, you like my rankings? Uh, good. Uh, yeah. I'll let you do them next week. I'll let uh, Bach take over the rankings next okay. week. And that we'll... bottom of the Big Ten, we it was hard at first. We we're just like, well, Illinois Northwestern are the worst teams in the Big Ten. Now, like preseason, I would have loved to see Indiana Maryland. I would have been so interested uh, in that game. And now, I don't think I'm going to even turn into it at all. Would you agree that Rutgers is currently the worst team in the Big Ten? I don't know. I mean, yeah, you just flip a coin because it changes every week. Yeah, the bottom but, of the Big Ten is better. I think that's good yeah. though. Is that Northwestern? And I mean, they're showing some life rather yeah. than just. Just laying over and looking like awful teams. That's why yeah. when Tom Dinard asked us, you know, who's who's on the hot seat, even some of those those bottom dwellers, you, you still w- wouldn't say yeah. they're necessarily on the hot yeah. seat. I think Mike Loxley, I think he was correct when he p- mentioned yeah. him. I think he's probably got a chance to be fired. But other than that, Pat Fitzgerald's know, never going to be on the hot seat at no. Northwestern. Uh, Greg Schiano just got there at Rutgers. Yep. Indiana Tom Allen was what coach of the year uh, recently. So and you know Nebraska, I mean that's your best argument maybe. Uh, but Illinois, no, Elam is coach, just yeah. first year coach. Loxley might be somebody that you would look at uh, after this year, but if they get to a bowl game and they're four and three, they got to win two more games and they're probably uh, safe for a while. Um, you know, maybe Jeff Brom. No, I don't think so. Maybe. I, Jeff Brom, I can see Jeff Brom could be, you know. But Dean Hart mentioned, too, yeah. they've got a big buyout for Jeff Brom, and they yeah. don't, Purdue doesn't have the money that a lot of these other institutions does, so um, that might not happen because of money. Yep, that's probably, that's a big part of it. I mean, he's yeah. they're so deep uh, and that they can't afford to buy There are people out. on the text line, too, that will still think of that as well at Nebraska, is that they wouldn't want to pay the five-year buyout. That's I don't think Frost is getting extended this offseason. No. I'm almost sure of that. Well, and they might do something. I mean, what what happened to Harbaugh? He went yeah. from ten million dollars to four million dollars, or nine to four, or something like that. Yeah, it's like we're not going to fire you, but we're not going to give you a lot of money compared <laughs> to what you were making. But we don't believe in you anymore. Yeah, we don't believe. Hey, in it worked. It, it Harbaugh's did. yeah back in the top. All of a sudden, 10, he's undefeated. Clint Eastwood. He's a tough guy. Yeah. He's, he's back. He's thinner. He's back. He looks great. He looks great. <laughs> um, let's get to break and talk about some of this stuff with Steve Sippel. We can talk a little hoops. We'll talk a little Husker football. Ah, we can go anywhere with uh, Stephen M. Sippel of the Lincoln Journal Star, and we'll do it coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.